Welcome to Real Estate Real World, where we talk to the movers, shakers, and leaders that are getting it done right now in the real estate industry and beyond. Your host is Marguerite Crispillo, and she started this podcast simply to talk to cool people about what's really happening in this crazy roller coaster ride of real estate. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and stay up to date on the newest stuff by adding yourself to the list at www.realestaterealworld.com. Now your host, Marguerite Crispillo. Hello, everybody. This is Marguerite Crispillo, and welcome to another fabulous edition of Real Estate Real World, where we get to talk to all the cool people that are doing fancy stuff in the real estate business. And so today, without a doubt, we have a very cool guy. Mr. Seth Price is the author of an upcoming book called Recognition, which is where I actually found him because we've connected on Facebook a little bit, and I know he's working on the cover of his book. But he spent 20 years in digital marketing, consulting for more than 300 companies during that period, including 19 of the Fortune 500. He's the host of the Craft of Marketing podcast, which is a fantastic podcast, by the way. I just started listening to it, and serves as VP of Industry Relations at Playster, Playster, the fastest growing provider of real estate websites in the world. So you can find out more about Seth on his blog at SethPrice.net or at Playster.com forward slash academy. So welcome, Seth. Thank you so much, Marguerite. Super excited to be here. You know, it's funny because we were talking a little bit before recording today and found out that you live out there on the East Coast in Providence, which is where my papa was born. My daddy was born. It's so awesome. I know. It's crazy. So tell us a little bit about your background. Tell us what you've done in the last few years. How did you end up at Playster? So I've had a very varied background like many folks today. Um, I started my first business when I was 17, so my first incorporated business that I had to get my father to sign on because uh, I was a minor. Um, sold that when I was 21, opened my first restaurant in New York City when I was 24, um, grew that to a small chain, which is a, still in existence today. Um, sold that when I was like 35. I've you know been a cook, bottle washer, marketer, brander. Um, and in the last 20 years, I started consulting for large companies, so trying to help them figure out how to leverage digital when it's still, you know, we have the face-to-face -face activities and the customer service and how you interact on the phone and print and all those things, but how to connect that with digital. And that's what we do at Playster as well, which is, you know, we focus on making it easier for professionals in the space to connect with consumers because Consumers, as we know, are super busy, hyper-connected, and somewhat ADD. Yeah. Well, you know, it sounds like you've been a serial entrepreneur, and there's total hope for So I have 19- and 21-year-old boys, and uh, my 19-year-old is for sure some sort of an entrepreneur. I think he got that a little bit from me. That's awesome. And so he's trying all these different things. He goes, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, Mom. And I said, well, that's funny because I don't think I figured it out until I was like close to my 50s. So well, <laughs> it works out well. I think, I think we're in a day and age where there is no long-term employment anymore. So the opportunity is for the individual to go, hey, well, not only what's my passion, but where does my 
desire to make a mark in the world fit with where I can be compensated in some way. And there's a path and it will switch. I mean, we're, we're looking at millennials changing jobs, you know, every 2.1 years. I mean, that's like, oh, wow. that's crazy. And they're not expecting anything different. But, you know, I actually love that. I think for that generation, because I'm sure you probably went through the same thing as I did, is that I felt like for years I never quite fit into any one place. Yeah. Like I didn't fit into any kind of peg, but everyone kept saying, go get a job, work there for 25 years and retire, you know, yeah. and that just didn't seem like my, my path. And that was not as acceptable then as it is now. Thank goodness. Yeah. I mean, I, th I think, you know, the, the upside is that as we have access to every bit of information so we can pursue all of our desires and all of our educational needs without the barriers of having to go to, you know, an Ivy League college, you could get a degree in coding. You could also learn how to do, you know, 3D printing. You could also learn how to do ceramics. Like, you can do anything. Yeah. And how do you apply it? And that's the, you know, that's, that's the challenge that we have not only for millennials, but if you look at the sort of aging population, which is one of the largest segments of our world, they're not guaranteed employment. So they have to recreate and use their historical talents and repackage them in a way that, you know, creates a market for themselves. That's so true. And I see that obviously a lot in the real estate industry. I mean, you said a key word there is how do you apply it? Yeah. Because there's tons of information and knowledge, right? And what do people actually do with it? Yeah. Well, real estate is phenomenal. I mean, what other industry can you start up, get your license in a weekend or two and have access to selling assets that are worth millions and millions of dollars and get commissioned on it? Like, how fantastic is that? I mean, in the past, like when I got my first sales job, I got a phone book and a phone and a desk <laughs> and, and I was expected to make 70 calls a day. And that, yeah. that was it. That was my starter job. And then I'd, maybe I'd get some clients where they knew some clients, you know, six months later. This is amazing. I mean, what a fantastic opportunity it is. I believe every day that like we are the luckiest industry on the planet in a lot of ways. And I mean, I say that all the time when I'm talking, it's like we have the ability to make equivalent to sports athletes and celebrities yeah. <laughs> by how much time and effort we're willing to put in. I mean, it's really ridiculous, honestly. I mean, I didn't go to college. So, and Frankly, probably many of the real estate industry make more than those who spent, you know, eight, ten years in college. Well, coming out today, that's definitely um, it's a huge challenge for for many folks that are graduating, which is saddled with, you know, a large amount of of debt from their education and the prospects of getting a high paying job. Unless you're in, you know, some fields, uh, the legal field is still paying fairly consistently, though those salaries have dropped. Finance is still pretty good. Our market is great. You know, at least we're not in a in a depression where they're cutting all those jobs. Um, yeah. Technology is a great opportunity, but you know, not necessarily high pay if you if you work at a startup. Um, so I think that there's great opportunity, uh, and more so for folks that are willing to hustle. 
Well, and and that's a key component, right? Like we get paid on results, yeah. not time. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about Playster. Yeah. Like how, what, tell me what is it? How, tell, me, tell me about it. Yeah, so we started about five years ago, and what we realized is that one of the biggest challenges, two major things happen. One is – Zillow's of the world train the consumer to expect an experience of searching for properties that didn't that wasn't in the back pocket of your average agent or broker. And so that was the one thing that happened, which I think is fantastic. It's like Uber training us to expect a taxi experience that is <laughs> that is clean and that is prompt, that's easy to pay, that they know where they're going. That's what technology does. Now the other shift that's happening is that now professionals need to raise the bar technologically to be able to it, sort of address that expectation that consumers have. And that's really why we created our business. So we're, we're basically a, a CRM platform on steroids. So we have you know, a few hundred thousand sites that we power. We work with large brands, brokers, and agents, um, and we help build the infrastructure that folks use to communicate with their customers. And what we do, which is slightly different, is we're sort of on the back end. Like you don't really see our name front and center. We only serve real estate professionals. We are never going to have a consumer-facing portal. We're trying to be the, the tools that you have in your pocket that you can easily have a great search experience, whether that's, we call it free tech search, that's like Google search for real estate. We're the only ones that have that at the moment that you can do on the market. Um, we have sites that are really easy to launch. Like literally you can build a, a responsive, which is all that means is it works on every device site in less than five minutes. And we, you know, royalty free images, all the things you need to get on the web and have a presence. And then you can start marketing yourself and communicating with your with your audience so it seems at least in my experience that one of the setbacks of most agents is that many don't even get their crm set up and that is such a key component I, i i it's baffling to me that they don't do that and why is that do you think why do they not get that basic step taken care of i think it's a it's it's overwhelm, right? Because yes, we look at a, we look at a lot of shiny objects, and like every entrepreneur does that. As we look at, we've got the lights to keep on, so we have clients that we need to address right away. So every time the phone rings, we're like, "Oh, I'm going to chase that because that might be the next closing." But the future of businesses are creating systems that you can scale yourself. Because while you still need a Rolodex, for those who remember what that is, you need a <laughs> list of, of folks. But what you can't do if you don't create a CRM is you can't connect that with web activity. You can't connect that with advertising that you do to retarget someone. You can't connect that with predictive analytics to understand when someone might be ready to list their house and connect that to your your postcard mailings to you know target a neighborhood. That's where a CRM is so powerful because there are millions and millions of leads out there. There's no shortage of leads. What there's a shortage of is being able to identify who should you focus on today. And that's what I, that's what a CRM does. 
I am so happy you said that part because everyone seems to think that the problem is I just need more leads. I need more leads. I need more leads. And and if I were to walk in today and drop a thousand leads on your desk, what would you do with them? Nine, 99.9% of the agents would like pick one out of it that they could manage and 999 would go away. Yeah. So it's not too many leads is not, or not enough leads is not the problem. That's such a key component. Well, it's the ability to nurture relationships when they don't need you and when they're not at the right moment to sell, because the challenge is like, we're all consumers. Like everyone who's listening to this show is not only in the business, but they're also a consumer. And if you go to a store or you interact with a service and you're not ready to put money down and they don't respond later and sort of educate you and nurture you and build relationship, you may or may not ever go back there again. And that's the missing out on the other 999 leads that you've presented by just focusing on the one and ignoring all the others. And so you mentioned that one of the challenges agents face is that overwhelm part. Yes. So how do they get past that? Like, what do you do to help with that? Yeah, I think that um, there are three things that you need from a technological standpoint as an agent. Um, you need a website. Like, the world is on the web. Nine, right. 99% of searches start somewhere on the web and consumers aren't going to one place. So if you just assume that, hey, they're going to go to Redfin and they're going to go to Zillow, which is true, but they're also going to touch 18 other web experiences along the way to making their decision. And yours needs to be one of them because it's a validation point. You need a CRM because if you're going to connect leads, meaning like, hey, either someone gives you their card or you meet them or they're introduced via email or you get a web lead, or you get a Zillow lead or a realtor lead, you need a place to put them and understand where they are and create some way to communicate with them at scale. And then the last part is you need what I call a little bit of automation. And this isn't a ton of automation, but it's the ability to create consistent communication with that I'll call it your tribe, those folks that have raised their hand to say, hey, I'm sort of interested in you and I'm sort of interested in real estate. And so you just need a way to communicate th with them on a regular basis. That's what marketing automation does. So those are the three pieces. All the other stuff, like do you really need SMS targeting? Do you really need a Matterport camera? Well, maybe, but not unless you have the foundation built. Well, I'll tell you that for, so I've been in real estate 23 years and as part of that, I've simply sent an old school snail mail letter yep. to my database for 20 plus years. Yeah. And, and yes, I mean, I've learned a lot of the techie stuff. I do have, you know, all the things that you said, but it seems sometimes we get so focused on trying to have, like you said, the next shiny object that we don't do the consistent stuff, which is that those three things you just said, we don't even have some of that in place. Yeah. I mean, all of this is useless unless you actually use it. Like there's this saying in, in sales, it's like the best CRM is the one that you actually use. Because <laughs> yeah. if you're going to get it and you're not going to use it, like we've all signed up for services that we just never used. If you're going right. to, if you're going to take the time, like if this wasn't real estate and if you were an entrepreneur and you sort of, you hawked your house 
you mortgaged your house to build the business, you would probably build, do a business plan. But because it's real estate and it's sort of easier to enter, many people don't take the time to do the foundational stuff. Well, I was speaking to this broker down in uh, San Diego a, a couple months back, and he was saying exactly that. He was saying, look, if you decided that you were going to start a business today selling, I don't know, jewelry or widgets or whatever, and you wanted to go to the mall, you'd have to spend all this money to pay for a kiosk and rent and you know, inventory and supplies and all of this, and you would work 70, 80 hours a week, all to hopefully – maybe break even that first year if you're lucky. Yeah. But in real estate, we don't take the time to get these three basic things that you just talked about, website, CRM, and automation. I think the word automation scares people a little bit. Yeah. They think it's like robot or something. Well, it's not. It's, I mean, you control all of it, but it's basically saying that if someone raises their hand to say that they are – a first-time home buyer, and you can identify who that is, isn't there a set series of information that you would send that person? Like imagine if it was your, your, your brother-in-law or your, your best friend in another city, and they said, hey, I'm going to buy a house for the first time. And you go, hey, I've got some great information for you. I'm going to send you something over the next three or four weeks. That's all automation is, is identifying what that is, and then setting it up so it goes out once a week for however long you think is necessary to help that person understand the journey and make great decisions. So help me understand this a little bit about the the process. So with the website, yep. it, the website goes out and it and how do people find the website? Like I think that's a misnomer too, right? Yeah. Like if you build it, they'll come. Yeah. Tell me about that. So. A website serves two purposes. Um, we could say possibly three, but the two basic purposes that it serves is to be a glorified business card. We'll call it social proof. So this is the website that doesn't have any necessary traffic, uh, but it's it serves a really crucial purpose that if you meet someone at a PTA meeting or at a cocktail party or at a restaurant and they show any interest in you having now known who you are, they're going to Google you. And if you don't have a credible presence on the web, then all of a sudden their confidence in your ability to understand digital and understand that you're a professional, it's like, it's like if you're going to buy really high-end furniture and you go to a place that looks like a garage, your confidence <laughs> in whether it's really the real deal yeah. is just, it plummets. And so that's what a website does on that side. On the other side, it's about creating awareness and building a brand that people are attracted to. So there's a few ways to do that. The way that most people start is you spend some money to drive advertising to it. So, you know, that's sort of out of the box. Like maybe you spend money on Zillow or maybe you spend money on Zill uh, Realtor or maybe you do Google ads or Facebook and you drive folks to your website to specific pages. So, you can convert them, meaning get them to give you their personal information so you can contact them. That's that piece. If you are a little more savvy and have more resources, you start to create content that your consumers in your geographic area actually want. And that's where you start to drive sort of inbound traffic that isn't paid for. Those are the three ways that you do it. 
the first one is necessary. Everyone's got to have it. Like there's not a service. Like if you decide to hire a, a painter and you can't find them on Yelp, yeah. like you're sort of like unless you know this person, you're like, oh, that's the best painter ever. You're really suspect as to whether they're worth doing business with. And that's where we are today. Well, don't you think even if you have been referred, I know uh, at this point in my life and career, most of my business is referred, yep. but I know that people are still looking me up, oh, right? Like even yeah. if I've been referred, in, they're still like shooting my name in Google to see what comes up and what information is there. Oh, yeah. Social proof is so valuable. Um, there is a recent stat that um, consumers trust uh, online testimonials. 10 times more than they do a personal recommendation because it's not enough. It's like, it's like choosing a book and going to Amazon. You're certainly going to read all the reviews or at least like scan them and make sure that there's at least three or four stars of reviews. If there's none, again, the trust is eroded because you're just not sure. And that's where social proof is super valuable. And it happens all over. It's like making sure you have reviews, making sure you have a website, making sure you have a credible photo like that. It's a human photo. It's not a photo from 20 years ago. So, <laughs> so when they meet you, there's not a disconnect. They're like, oh, is this the same person? Like, it's about be it's about being human. <laughs> so my husband, um, he always made jokes about that. And so on his business card, he actually has a picture of when he was about four years old with a little <laughs> with a little pacifier around his neck. It's so funny. And if people are always he gets more attention from that picture on his business card. But, but that's intentional. So. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's very different. And that's certainly as valuable. So if you're going to be intentional about the humor or sort of angle that you're going to take, that's 100 percent fine. Right. But I, I get what you're saying. I, it's so important that you do have more, uh, you know, recent pictures because we've all been in that situation where you get the card and you look at it and you look at them, you look at the card. You're like, you're like wait, is, is that your high school picture? Uh, yeah, wait a second. Well, then the, the, the other unconscious thing that happens is you start to go, well, what else is not real? So true. Well, no, what else is not real, but also what else is not really up to speed, yeah. right? Like somebody's got a 20 year old picture do you think that their tech skills are going to be yeah. um up to par yeah and uh, you know i always tell people you don't have to have a smartphone you just need to have someone working for you that does yeah <laughs> that, that is a huge part like even with just the podcast we were talking about that like i have somebody else edit it yeah. like it, when i when i started the podcast i'm like I don't know. What do I do? And somebody said, well, get on the phone. Well, how, how do I record it? We'll do a conference call. And then all of a sudden you start hearing, well, maybe you should have good sound quality. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, maybe I should get some help with that. So, uh, so true. But a key component of that to keep in mind is I just went out and did it. I said, I'll figure out all the rest later. Yeah. So I think that's something in real estate that holds a lot of people back too, don't you? Well, I mean, it's the re so, you know, we mentioned that I'm working on this book. It's the reason yes. I decided to write this book is I have I'm surrounded not only in a professional context, surrounded by people who are entrepreneurs that some experience, some paralysis on how to move themselves forward in the digital realm. But I also have lots of friends, you know, from my favorite coffee shop who's like they're really good at what they're what they do. They are not the best marketers in the world. And it's not necessarily rocket science. So 
you know, one of the things that I've always felt is that it's a road, right? Not everyone's path is exactly the same when you're sort of building your business and building your brand and gaining recognition, but there are building blocks that you can use to leverage that. So, uh, you know, to, to address your question, you know, I've been working on this book for about a year. Uh, it's, yes, it's, what's the name of it? It's called The Road to Recognition. Yes. And uh, it's fully written, but it, now it needs to be edited, which, uh, you know, that's a process unto itself. Yeah. Uh, and we're in the process of design. We'll launch it in September. But it's about that, that roadmap to understanding if you're starting from zero, you've got to do the three things that we said. But once you have that, then w- what do you do with the content? What do you do with automation? What do you do with the email? And how do you think about it so it can really be a representation of you and what's important for your values and your mission in life as opposed to just sort of replicating what other people are doing? And so in the book, you are explaining the process to do that? Yeah. Or are you just talking about the importance of it? No, or tell us no. a little bit about your book? Yeah, so it's really the process. It's an A to Z guide. Yeah, how we're framing it, it's an A to Z guide to personal branding for accelerating your professional success. So it starts from, you know, A is authenticity. Because marketing, you know, by the by the definition is not really an authentic activity, right? It's, it's putting shine on something that may not be shine worthy, but it's really important today because if you, if you think about sitting at dinner with family or friends, 50% of them or more have a device in front of them. And if we translate that into our consumers and our, that's what they're dealing with. They're dealing with, the attention deficit that exists in the world today. We are bombarded with so much information. So if you're trying to be a marketer in some way, shape, or form, you have to be authentic. You have to create a human connection. And that's where authenticity comes in. E is for email, B is for blog, but it really talks about each one of those pieces. O is for offers. Like, What do you offer people to get them to give you their email, to get them to sign to a form, to show up to an open house? Like, How do you create that desire in your customer base? And so each chapter goes through something that's really critical to the marketing spectrum. You know, it's so funny because we're in such a connected world in so many ways, yet we're really craving the connection. Oh, we're disconnected. The the connectivity creates complete disconnection. Like everyone wears those white earbuds or their Bose headset or like you walk down the street. I, I went into the gym the other day and I looked around Everyone, except for the trainer who was training their client, was connected to something that they were listening to and not talking to each other. Yeah. It's, um, you know, there's the positive and the negatives. I mean, obviously the positives are that I would have never connected with somebody like you had we not had oh, I love social. You know, what, we have, yeah. what we have in the world yeah. right now, right? Yeah. But what makes it even better is that at some point, I, I'm sure of it, we will get to meet in person yeah. and that will only compound it, right? Well, maybe but that's when you the come kind here. of the challenge. Maybe when you come to Providence. I'm coming <laughs> some way, some, I don't know how yet, but it's on my list. And I said, this is going to be the year I'm coming to Providence. I'm not sure how, but it'll happen for sure. That's awesome. 
And so I'm actually super excited about your book. Like I said, that's how that's how we connected. I I was kind of stalking you a little bit when I saw your your design. You're trying to design the cover of the book. Yeah. And so it'll be out in September. Yep. So what we decided to do it's it's highly visual. So instead of me designing it, I I do have some capability, but I realized that I I wanted a great designer. So we've we've met this really talented woman who's a professor but also has a design firm. Her name is Jan Moskowitz. Um, she's doing a fantastic job of taking our, our ideas and making them really simple and visual. So the whole book isn't just full of words. There are some infographics to explain the concepts. And then I'm co-writing it with uh, one of my favorite marketers. His name is Barry Feldman. He is the most talented marketing writer I've ever met. Um, he makes complicated things simple. And so I joke that he's a much better writer than I am. Uh, <laughs> and he jokes that I might be a better marketer than he is. So between the two of us, um, we're having a good time sort of really honing these concepts and then teasing them with, with friends and family to make sure that they resonate. Well, it's funny because uh, I have been also working on a book for quite some time, and uh, that ADD side of me has just really struggled with getting it done. It's like I have like the last 5% to finish. Oh, yeah. And I have no excuse other than I'm not sure what the holdup is, but as I see, you know, you're finishing your book and all these people, I'm like, I need to just get my button gear and finish it up. Yeah, well, it's like <laughs> you mentioned this earlier. It's like one of those things that I just put a date. And I gave myself enough time, but it's like, all right, I put a date. I got some other folks. I made it public. Public helps because it, yeah. because then it puts your feet to the fire. Like, oh my God, I said I was going to do this. I've actually committed to doing a book signing at a at a talk that I'm doing at the end of September. Ooh. So I I, I <laughs> have to have the book in hand. Uh, yeah, you can't walk into an event and say, oh, I procrastinated. Yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> yeah, there's a little pressure there. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, where what event is that that you're speaking at? You um, I've got a bunch of them. So okay, because I'll say I'm trying to think of what's coming up. I'm speaking at the South Carolina Association of Realtors. I'm speaking at Inman in, I think that's August. August, yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. Well, I'll, we'll we'll connect there at Inman because I'll be in there. In San, it's in San Francisco, it's in so San, it's in my neck of the woods. San Francisco. Um, yeah. I think I have there's like ten events that I've got coming up, so yeah. nice list of Well, you know what, Seth, I think we've had a really tons of great information. Is there anything else that you'd like to chat about before we wrap up today? No, I think that's great. I mean I think that the thing that I would leave folks with is you know, there's two pieces. This business, like any business, is you cannot be a secret agent. Like we know this. Like how you create success is by letting the world know how you can serve them, no matter what the industry is. And digital is a way to really be in the pockets and in the homes where consumers are today. So you need both. You need to be able to walk into a cafe, introduce yourself to the barista and, you know, make friends with folks, find their names. Who are they? Where do they live? Are they married? Do they have kids? Like all that stuff we do face to face, but we also need to do that digitally because the consumer is spending all of their time on their devices. And if we can't find a way to connect there, we just miss out on the opportunity and someone else it's, is going to have it. 
It's so it's so important, and just using that information to make people feel important. Yeah. Don't you think? Oh, exactly. It's it's not any different than what you would do to help a friend or family member. You're just doing it in a different medium. It's about it's about being of service. Like that's what I love about this industry. It's at its core. It's about helping people make a transition in life. Like how fantastic is that? Like you get to do that with your friends and people that you've just yeah. Like that is an amazing thing. And doing it as a business means that you just need to be really good at what you do, but also make it really easy for the consumer to find you and to find the information and to go through the process. So I was talking to uh, my friend Dean Jackson the other day. I don't know if you know him. From um, He has a podcast called I Love Marketing. That's oh, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know Dean. Yeah, I love Dean. I've known him for a long time. And he was talking about how to make things friction-free. Yeah. And I think that that's a huge component, how to just make it to where it's easy to connect with you. And so by having you know your website dialed, having that information where people don't have to go through a whole bunch of hoops to figure stuff out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I think the the website is the starting point with the CRM and some automation. Then it's about creating... I'll call them assets, but it's it's information or content that helps people solve problems on their own. Because for the most part, they don't really want to talk to you until they need to. And so if that's going to happen, all of that subject matter expertise that you have in your head needs to be available on the web. There needs to be a way for people to consume it before they want to talk to you. And, you know, that's a huge opportunity. Not a lot of folks are taking advantage of it. There's some good examples here and there, but that's Greenfield at the moment. Yeah. Well, I know that you guys do a fantastic job at Playster. And so if agents are interested in checking out more information about you guys, where do they go? Yeah. So if they just want to find out about websites and CRM, go to Playster.com. If you want to read about marketing, like how to do marketing in real estate, we've written almost 700 articles that are all like really deep dives in how to do everything from Instagram marketing to even Snapchat to how to set up your CRM or do video or do Matterport, um, you go to placer.com forward slash academy. And if you want to find out more about the book, uh, go to craftofmarketing.com forward slash book. And there'll be a little landing page to start, and I'll be sharing resources out of the book as it comes up to being published. And be sure to listen to your podcast, yeah. Craft of Marketing. It's awesome. I, and you have Seth Godin on there. Who yeah, I do. I love Seth. And we, <laughs> al- <laughs> we also have another podcast. Um, we, di- we have one that's very real estate specific, which is um, if you go to placer.com forward slash podcast, it's called um, Marketing Genius. And we interview folks that are in, in the business uh, so to find out what they do, what tools they're using, how they're leveraging them. Um, that's a lot of fun as well. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you know what? Thank you so, so much for being here today, Seth. I really appreciate your time and energy, and I I just love watching you online and all the really cool stuff you're doing. You're pretty amazing, I think. Thank so, you so thank much. You. I really enjoyed Thanks. this conversation, and I can't wait to see you uh, in San Francisco and hopefully in Providence, Rhode Island. Yes, both. I'm going to make that happen. So <laughs> Awesome. Thanks again. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on Real Estate Real World, where we talk with masters and leaders in real estate and beyond on how we can raise the bar in our industry. 
please subscribe over on iTunes. And while you're there, be sure to give us a review. Your reviews encourage us and help others find our podcast. For show notes and hot topics on what's going on right now in our real estate industry, pop on over to www.realestaterealworld.com and add your name to our email. Thanks again for listening. And go out there. Be a part of the elite masterclass in raising the bar on the real estate industry.